You are listening to How Does She Do It, episode 108. Welcome to the ride. Thank you for joining me for another episode of How Does She Do It. My name is Tiffany and I am your host. And through this podcast and my coaching, I help you own your story, live fueled by faith, and elevate your impact in your career and in your calling. The show notes for this week's episode will be available at HowDoesSheDoItPodcast.com. If this is your first time listening, welcome. If this is your third, fourth, fifth, sixth, 108th time listening, welcome back. We are so happy to have you. Cannot believe it's been 180 episodes. I'm going to stop saying that because... I'm just going to keep doing episodes and it will always still be over 100 episodes. So if you would like to join the How She Elevates Slack community for people who are listeners and supporters of the podcast, you can text How Does She Do It as one word to 444-999. Again, text How Does She Do It as one word to 444-999. If you are listening to this podcast and you have Instagram, feel free to screenshot it. Feel free to share it. Tag my handle. I am at Tiff South, Tiff with two F's. You can also tag the show at how does underscore she do it. And we will, I will repost your mention of the podcast in your story, in our story. So feel free to do that. And if you just want to connect with me on social again, at Tiff South, Tiff with two F's on the Twitters and the Instagrams. And you can also connect with the show's account at how does underscore she do it on the Twitters and the Instagram. And with that, let's get into this week's just my thoughts. Just My Thoughts is a segment of the show where I share my reviews, recommendations, or rejections. And this week, I am recommending that we get serious about being educated about what's happening in politics, particularly as I think about what is happening now. We see all these Democrats. We see these. I don't I don't quite know what's happening on the Republican side as people prepare for the 2020 election, but I just know there are like, there's like a football team amount of people running for the, running on the Democratic side. And so I say that to say, we have Marianne Williamson, we have Senator Harris, we have Vice President, former Vice President Joe Biden, we have um, Governor, or is, is he a mayor or governor? Homeboy with the last name from Indiana. There's like, there are just a lot of people and I, for me personally, I have made a decision to not pay attention to what's happening right now because there are so many people and eventually people will start to drop off. But I think we're, get, we're approaching that point where it's going to become important that we start paying attention. I don't usually come back and update or re-record just my thoughts, but the first part that I just, that you just heard, I recorded before the responses to the shootings that took place in Ohio and in Texas, and also the lack of response to the shootings that have taken place in California and Brooklyn. And we are in a serious, serious time. And as I was thinking about this and really praying about how to update this particular segment, we have to pray for our country. We have to pray for our leaders and we have to pray for 
the people, the citizens, the nation. And also we have to do our due diligence. Should you choose to be a part of the political process to know the issues and know what's going on. And I say that with a variety, like with some, with a caveat, because I know how much it takes to be, to pay attention and to be weighed down in this atmosphere when this is into my lifetime. Now there are people who are older than me who've lived through Jim Crow and the sixties and the seventies. But right now in my 30 plus years on this earth, I do not ever remember a time when we were as charged up racially or along racial lines, I should say, in this country. And that is no small thing. And in addition to the commentary that is coming from the Orange House, as well as the commentary that is coming from pundits and and people running and all all types of things, the passing of Toni Morrison earlier this week, and the replaying of some of her comments and thoughts about being black in America and being a and being a black author and what that means in relation to whiteness and this idea and not idea but the experience that white people have related to privilege we have to we have to armor up we have to armor up and that is that has weighed on me more than I expected in the last just 24 hours. And there's a reason why if you go back to older episodes of the podcast, you will hear me talk more in just my thoughts about social justice issues and commentary. But there's a reason why I stay away from it because it gets me so incensed and it gets me so just emotional. But what I want to encourage you to do and what I am walking in myself is that is that we serve a God who has all power in his hands. And this world is not our final home. That said, we do also have a responsibility to serve and build up his kingdom here, as well as look forward to the kingdom that we will, we will live in and we will experience through, through heaven. So I encourage you to just be vigilant, be prayerful and educate yourself on issues and just and also take care of yourself in this in at the same time, because that is also really important, too. And that concludes this week's Just My Thoughts. In episode 107, we talked about five signs that you might be stuck in, a, in your current role, in your current position, or really maybe even just in a, some area of your life. And it's important to, if you feel stuck, to be able to articulate and understand why you are stuck. Because if you know why or how you're stuck, you can then develop a plan based on that root cause to help you move forward. But in order to be able to move forward, it is going to be very, very important that you are able to articulate and voice your value and your values so that you can position yourself for opportunities that you want to pursue going forward. So this week, today, we're going to be talking about, or at least in this episode, I should say, we're going to be talking about the importance of voicing your value. 
Now, you may have heard me mention in a few episodes this assessment that I have taken. If you're interested in taking this assessment, you can send me an email, tiffany at howdoesshedoitpodcast.com. But what it has done for me and what it has done for my clients is really make make very clear in a tangible way, some of the things that you intuit and feel about yourself. So for example, I am, this is a DISC assessment that dives into very detailed information about how you show up at work, how you communicate with other people, how you shouldn't be communicating with people. It gives you a really, really great report that is is specific and, and tailored to you. And one thing that I found out about myself was that that I knew about myself, but it was really nice to see it on paper, is that I prioritize people and experiences with people over just about everything else. I am can be a problem solver, but solving a problem is not my, my main priority. My main priority is ensuring that people have a certain type of experience and that I am able to assist those people in those experiences. Priorita- prioritizing speed of getting things done, not so much my concern. Prioritizing procedure, not so much my concern. But when, I, when it comes to people, these are the things that matter to me. And so that helped me understand why I'm frustrated about certain aspects of my job, why I really enjoy certain aspects of my job, why I even, even in, in terms of my business, in terms of this podcast, there are certain things that I really like to do and other things that I'm just like, I don't want no parts of it because of how I am wired and how, and then it also helps me understand the areas where I need to improve in order to get things done in a more efficient way, because this is a a weak area or a blind spot for me. So if you're interested in the assessment, send me an email at howdoesshedoitpodcast.com and we'll be able to schedule a, um, a, a, a session to go along with that. So in order to, so kind of backing up a little bit, if we are to learn to voice our value, if we are learned to, if we are to learn how to make sure that we are positioning ourselves for what's next after we recognize that we are in a position that we want to move forward from or move on from. We have to get clear about who we are and how we show up. And in order to do that, there are certain things I'm going to outline, three different things that I think are going to be important to help you do that. But what I want to start with first is making sure that you are posturing yourself to do all of these things in partnership with God. As someone who is very, like, I think very fast forward about what I want, about how I want to get there, that has been the case for much of my life until I've gotten into the kind of the season that I'm in now, where I recognize that I can make plans for myself, but God has other plans for me. And just because I have a plan that I think is the way that it should go, sometimes my plan and God's plan ain't ain't tracking together. And so what I have to do is really say, okay, Lord, what are, what do you have for me and how can I get in alignment with your will and your plan? So we're thinking about a a verse related to this Proverbs 16, nine talks says the heart of a man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. So you can plan something in your heart, but it is God who orders your steps in, in his plan and sometime and really can adjust and turn your whole plan upside down. So one way that I think is going to be helpful as you try to do and plan your moves, your, for your career in partnership with God is to seek wisdom. And I'm going to read from Proverbs 2, 2 through 6. This is the English Standard Version. Making your ear attentive to wisdom and inclining your heart to understanding, 
Yes, if you call out for insight and raise your voice for understanding. If you seek it like silver and search for it as search for it as for hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For God gives for the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth come understanding and knowledge, from knowledge and understanding, excuse me. And this scripture is not limited when when Solomon when God asked Solomon what he wanted, he told him he wanted, God, Solomon told God he wanted wisdom. And if you read the book of Proverbs, most of whom, I think most of the Proverbs are from Solomon. Some, a couple of them are written by other people. But what we see is God gave Solomon wisdom about a whole host of things. It wasn't just about Solomon's relationship with God. That was one of the things that he gave him wisdom about. But he also gave him wisdom about about wealth, about work ethic, about caring for others, about relationships, right? So if you seek God earnestly and with your with a pure intention of heart for wisdom as it relates to your career, as it relates to different aspects of your life, he will grant us that wisdom. That said, we also have to make sure that we are in a position to receive the wisdom that he is going to give us. Because sometimes we, there is too much noise happening around us. There are things that are blocking God from communicating with us in a clear way that will help order our steps. And sometimes we are asking for wisdom in, and want to receive it in the way that we need to receive it. We're asking for answers to, you know, A, B, and C, and God is giving us other direction, but we're still like, but I want these specific answers. And sometimes that's not how it works. Right. So I, I say all this, I start with this to say that you have to be mindful of asking for the wisdom, but also being open to the way that it's going to be delivered to you because it's not always going to be given to you in the way that you, that you think it should come, but God, God will deliver it to you. So that said, I in thinking about how you can learn to voice your value as you prepare yourself to move from one role to another, to get unstuck from a certain season or to get yourself out of a certain situation and pre prepare yourself for a new opportunity. The first thing that you need to do is collect and communicate. Now, what are you collecting? What are you communicating? You have to collect and communicate information about yourself, about what you have done, about the experience that you have gained, the skills that you have, and you have to be able to articulate that to yourself first and then be able to articulate it to other people. So for example, if you have been working in a role for any more than a year, you have gathered information, you've gathered experience, you've gathered skills, you've gathered different projects, and you have seen the kind of cycle of the role go through, particularly if you're, you know, two, two years or more into a role, you know how the role kind of goes. And if you don't, then maybe you're working in a very unique type of situation. But usually positions, they demonstrate, okay, this is what I can expect when this type of thing happened. This is something that I can see when this time of year happened. You can see that happening. And if you only spend your time just going through the motions, but not paying attention to what 
the data that is applicable to you in those specific situations. So for example, what projects have you worked on? How have you improved? How have you contributed to the success of your team and your department? What have you been able to show or teach others? Have you managed any aspects of certain processes? Are you responsible for certain types of people, right? You have to, and processes in the situation, in the, in the circumstance, you have to be able to know that stuff for yourself because other people, your supervisor may know, may know kind of at a top level what you are doing and what you're responsible for, but they may not be able to identify the nitty gritty because they're not doing your job every day. So you have to make sure that you are able to say, okay, here's what I have. Here's what is available to me. And if you want a tool to help you get started doing that, you can text TIFF South, that's TIFF with two Fs, to 444-999. And this is a document, the leverage list that I created to help you get started in that process. Because if you just rely on your memory, you're not going to be able to articulate your value and you're going to, you're going to discount and omit significant aspects of your experience. So you have to dedicate time to collecting this information about yourself and gathering it from multiple sources, gathering it from your uh, from your reviews and your evaluations, gathering it from the emails and the com- conversations that people have have had about you and to you about the pr- work that you've done, and you have to communicate that. So you have to start to prepare. There, and again, the way you communicate that that's a, a another conversation for another day. But you have to be prepared to communicate it because there may come a time where you have to ask for a raise. There may come a time where you're proposing yourself for a new position. There may be a time when you're proposing yourself for a salary increase and you have to be able to have that data to back it up. But if you're just trying to freestyle and come off the top and just be like, yo, this is what I did. This is how I did. And it's just like, no, no, no. You need to have at this point, this is what I was able to do. Here's how I contributed. Here's an example of the things. And I'm not talking about enumerating every single detail because that might require more time than you have, but identifying the significant things that you have done and the leverage list will actually help you walk through even being able to type, type to write out some of the mundane things because you do way more at your job than you give yourself credit for. Right now, wherever you sit in your current role, in your mind, in reality, you do more than you give yourself credit for in your mind. And that is a result of just living life, right? You're going through and you're just doing things and you're not taking account of it, but you want to collect data about yourself and then you want to be able to be able to communicate it to other people. And the way you do that is writing it down, documenting it so that it is available for you to access. The second thing that you want to do as you are getting ready to voice your value, and again, I emphasize you have to voice your value to yourself first before you can get out and voice it to somebody else. Because if you can't voice your value to you, how can you then voice your value to somebody else? And so the second piece, you have to assess the alignment between the values that you have, the value that you are able to contribute, and the opportunity that you are considering pursuing. Or even the current role that you're in, the alignment with your value, your values, and the role that you're currently in right now. And if there's a misalignment, this is when you need to position yourself to start moving forward. So you have to consider what is important to you. What do you 
What do you do? What do you want to do? What do you want to learn? What motivates you? What drives you? How, what gets you excited when you are, when you are doing a certain type of thing? Those are the types of questions that you have to ask yourself and where you have to ask yourself also, where do your experiences align or where do they misalign with your values? So if you see that there's a mismatch between what's important to you and the things that you are being asked to do, what changes do you need to make? Like I mentioned earlier, in my assessment, when I took the assessment, I was, it was clear, became starkly clear. When you see the assessment, you'll see it has like numbered and colored bars to show you kind of how, how things line up on, on a scale of one to a hundred. And my, my scale for, um, how I prioritize people and interactions, literally a 99 and the gap between that skill set or that kind of focus and other areas, significant, significant gap. But what it showed me and what it affirmed for me was the feeling that I was already having about this disconnect between me and process and procedure. And it made sense. All of the, the frustrations that I've been having, they started to make sense. And I was like, oh, this is why this bothers me so much. This is why I get so frustrated doing this. It doesn't mean I don't have to do those processes still because they're a part of my job, but at least it gave me a sense of, okay, I understand where there's a misalignment here. And so now it helps me see, okay, what are some of the things that I need to do in my work every day to help maximize my strongest values and skill sets and minimize the amount of time that I spend doing these things? Or how do I make this process more efficient so that I spend less time agonizing over the things and the aspects of my work that I don't, that I don't enjoy? Can, is there an opportunity to delegate, right? So all of these, asking these questions, when you are assessing the alignment between your value, between how you contribute, between your experiences, between the things that are really important to you and how you're currently showing up, or as you look forward to future opportunities, you can adjust and you can figure out, okay, this is what works. This is what doesn't work. How can I get more of this? And how can I get less of that? So assess the alignment, be clear. And at, you have to just ask yourself a lot of questions in episode 107. I talked a lot about the importance of self-awareness, right? Self-awareness is critical to this process. Only you, you know you better than anybody else. But if you're not asking yourself these questions, if you're not spending time working through these things, then it will be difficult for you to, to have a meaningful experience in trying to process through some of these things. The third thing that you need to do to voice your value is you have to decide your direction. If you are just voicing your value for the sake of saying, I can or am good at this thing, that's fine. And it, it's, it can be affirming. It can help you kind of plant your feet right, you know, strong and confidently where you are. But if you know that you want to move forward, the value of voicing your value is comes also in deciding what direction you're going to take. Because if you can articulate all these things about yourself and you can feel confident about all these things, but you don't know where you want to go or how you want to apply it, then it's going to somewhat be an exercise in futility, right? So that's not to say that you have to have 
a needle needle level of focus and it can only be one thing that you're that you're directing your energy towards but you have to narrow the scope right you have to narrow the scope so you can't say it's difficult to to voice your value and say I want to be a computer engineer but I'm also really interested in being a chef and I would really really like to be a online editor for a magazine and I kind of think library science is kind of cool right if you voice your value and then you're going in these disparate directions you're not going to be able to maximize any one of those particular paths. So you have to decide what direction am I going to go into next? And that umbrella can be broad in a, in a specific industry or in a specific kind of title type of thing. But if it's, for example, talent development and talent management inside of an organization that can come and show up in a lot of different ways, but now you've narrowed the, the general universe of how you want to spend your energy. And I know that a lot of a lot of times we get caught up and we're afraid to narrow the scope and this is something that they talk about in pe- for people who are starting businesses as well and I had the same issue you are afraid that if you narrow the scope you're going to miss out on the right opportunity for you and if the opportunity is for you it won't miss you right if the opportunity is for you you will not miss that opportunity because it will present itself to you or you hit another opportunity and you can learn to maximize that in a way that is powerful for you, right? So the idea that you will miss something if you don't, you know, if I don't cast this ridiculously wide net on seven different industries and 15 different type of titles, that's not going to help you be spend meaningful time trying to get you prepared for your next opportunity. So you will have to make a decision. You will have to decide what direction am I going to go in? And I, I'll tell you this story. When I I worked with a coach probably around 2015, I would say. And at that time I was, I was a coach, right? I was just calling myself a coach. If you even listen to the podcast from the first year and change, you can, it may be even longer than that, but I was in this very general, I want to help everyone about everything kind of, kind of mode. And my coach told me, he said, listen, you can do a lot of things, right? You are capable of going in very many directions, but if you don't decide what direction you want to go in, you will be ineffective in all of the directions that you go in because you're going to be watering yourself down. And he said, but once you make a decision about the direction that you want to go in, that's when opportunities will present themselves because it will be clear how you can help others and others will be clear on how they can be helped by you. And I promise you, when I made the determination to be a career coach, I saw that I saw the shift happen. And that was because I was now putting out into, for people who were interested in working with coaches, what I could help them with specifically for people who were interested in having me speak on panels. It was, I was clear and I could talk about relationships because I've had them, right? I've had experience. One of my friends used to call me the relationship whisperer because I was always able to give him such uh, sage advice. Um, I can talk about, you know, 
doing well in school. I can talk about the admissions process and getting into graduate school and getting into law school. I could talk about all those things, but what I am really, really good at is this, and this is the lane that I'm going to find myself in now. And what happens is, and so just to flip it to you pursuing your own career and you going in your own direction, when you make a decision about the direction that you want to move in, now you can start to zero in on those types of opportunities. Now you can start to tell people, well, here's the general universe of opportunities that I'm looking for, and I'm open to flexibility within these things, but here are the things that I want to make sure I am able to do in my next role. Here are the things that I really get excited about. Here are the things that I'm really willing and interested in learning. Here are the things that I'm not trying to do at all. And when you can get you can get even to, I'm going to call it general specificity. That means you're still flexible. You're still willing to hear about different things, but you have an understanding of what you are looking for. Because if you don't know what you're looking for, think about dating. If you don't know what you're looking for, you will date any type of person. You will roll up, it'll be any type of dude. And then you'd be like, no, I don't like this. No, I don't like that. And it just, it's not effective. Think about when you're trying to figure out what you want to eat. Oh, I'm just so hungry. There are a million different options of food in your area and you can't figure out what to eat because you're just hungry. Well, do you want takeout or do you want to try and go buy something to cook? Okay, that helps you narrow it down. Do you want fast food or do you want, you know, do you want Asian food? Do you want Jamaican food, right? When you start narrowing it down, I decided now, you know, I want Jamaican food. Now I have this limited menu. I got oxtail, curry goat, stew peas. I got escovese fish, ackee and saltfish, right? Now I have narrowed down the scope to one menu and now only have eight choices in that menu. And then from there, you can continue to narrow it down. That is a, hopefully that visual was, was helpful because if you are out here saying, oh man, I just want a job, you can do anything. There's a whole types of bunch of jobs out there, but you have to get specific. So you have to decide your direction, but deciding your direction starts with the first things that we talked about. Collect information about yourself, be able to communicate it to yourself and other people. Assess the alignment of what you're doing right now with the things that you know about yourself. And that will help you look at other positions and see where there's an alignment or where there's misalignment. And then you have to decide your direction and that will help order your steps. Because again, God talk, the, the verse talks about the man has a pl- has a plan in his heart, but God orders the step, God orders our steps. So you have to be able to have something to work with such that you you can say lord help me help me work within this environment help me help me right now help myself and give me direction about where i can go but again if you are not willing to take that that those faith steps of really saying okay i'm going to let go of the world of possibilities to lean into the thing that you have been tap tapping me on my shoulder about I'm going to ignore the whole world of possibilities so that I can pursue the direction that I believe you are calling me to. And that is scary. It's absolutely scary to really say, you know what, I'm going to close off a hundred things and focus just on 10. But God rewards our faith. And sometimes it's a matter of being comfortable saying, I trust you and letting your actions reflect that. So not going and pursuing everything for fear of not having the right options, not going and making yourself, you know, just available to everything because 
you are afraid of what will happen if you narrowed yourself down to this one area that you know you're called to narrow yourself in. Because that's the other thing is oftentimes we will say we don't know things and we will be looking for answers to questions that we already have the answers to. We will know that we are not supposed to be where we where we are. And but because our flesh is comfortable where we are, because we are good where we are, because we have our needs met and we get anxious about the idea of getting out of our comfort zone, we keep ourselves in situations we don't need to be in for too long. And if if that's not if this never happened to you, you better than me. Because Lord knows I have kept I've been in those types of positions where you know, and we talked about it in in uh episode 107. That comfort is a real thing, but if comfort is keeping you complacent, knowing that you have been called to climb to higher levels, that's not acceptable because it is now at a certain point, you're going to be tap dancing on disobedience when you know you are called to something more and something bigger and something better. And so what I want to encourage you to do is as you are thinking about getting unstuck from whatever you are in right now, if it's a role, if it's a, a life situation, if it's a personal development rut, whatever that thing is, you these things apply to these same steps still apply. You have to first collect and communicate. Second, you have to assess the alignment. And third, you have to decide your direction. And in all of these things, at the very top, before you even begin to go down any of these roads, seek the Lord. Seek understanding from him. Seek his wisdom. Seek his comfort. God doesn't want his children to be out here anxious. Do not be anxious, right? Like we have so many times in scripture. Be of, be of, oh, I'm out here butchering the verse. Be strong and of good courage, right? He wants us to be confident in his arms. He doesn't want us to be confident in our own strength and be out here doing on, you know, doing our own thing, however we want to do it. But he even makes room for that because he always welcome, welcomes us back to him. He's like, I know, you know, you were out there doing your thing, but I'm here waiting for you. I'm here ready to partner with you. And I'm here to build you up and to help you move when you are ready to trust me to trust in me with all your heart and not lean on your own understanding, to be able to say, Lord, you are my strength and my refuge. You are a strong tower. You are, you are going to help me soar like, like on eagle's wings. Like you, he is, he is ready for us to lean on him and to take these, these faith actions. I was reading what was I I was, it was James, James chapter three, where he talks about the importance of faith and action. And one of the examples he gives in the, in the chapter is if you tell someone to be warm and be fed and, but you don't do anything to help them, you don't give them a coat and you don't give them anything to eat. You gave them these nice words and did nothing to, to help support the words that you were giving them. Similarly, he talks about faith just having faith but not taking actions that demonstrate that faith is useless, right? Faith without works is dead. And that means that if we truly have faith, we have to take actions that demonstrate the faith that we have. So if we believe that God will provide for us and yet we are still clamoring and keeping a poverty mindset about being able to invest in ourselves or being able to to save more money instead of spending more money, right? If we're doing these types of things, are we believing that he can 
that he will do the things that he says he will do. If you are interested in pursuing a new opportunity and you're not listening to the voice that is telling you the direction that you should be moving in because you are too afraid that there won't be enough opportunity in that one area. And so you're keeping yourself open to everything. Are you demonstrating the faith in him that you say you have? Right. So I really want to encourage you to, in, in, as you think about your career, you think about it in partnership with Christ. You think about it in in terms of the the way that our Father in heaven has told us, like we are created in His image. We are His children, and He wants the best things for us. The only way that we get access to that is through obedience. It is through leaning on Him. It is through partnering with Him. It is through submission to Him. And um, so. As you think about voicing your value, I'm going to just review very quickly the things that we talked about today. Collect information about yourself and communicate. Collect and communicate. Assess the alignment. Assess the alignment of the value that you bring, the values that you hold dear to you, and the opportunity that you are considering. And third, decide your direction. Decide in faith your direction. Decide and partner with God in taking steps in the direction that he has called you to. And sometimes getting clear about any of these things will require you to just sit still. It will require you to just start to just write things out and take notes and think through things. Don't get and start writing stuff down. Get you a journal if you don't have one already. And I'm not talking about, you know, Twitter fingers and, and digital, like, you know, using your fin like your, your phone or anything like that. Get a real notebook and write stuff down. Just start journaling. Start thinking through some of these things as you are considering how to move yourself from one opportunity to the next. I want to thank you for joining me for this episode of How Does She Do It? It's episode 108, Voicing Your Value. Until next time, be blessed and be a blessing. Peace.